Clitus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Hell Ring Power Hour. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Helming Power Hour. Here we are, number 54. That means we're a deck of cards plus two. And we are going to talk about another fun movie for you this week. Are you ready? I am ready to talk about this. It is good to be here on the big 5-4 episode of the only show on the network with that double bacon flavor. The Hail Ming Power Hour. That's right. And you might remember from last week, this is the new swash to my buckle, Mark Allison. And we are, as he mentioned, the only bacon flavored podcast out there and also the only podcast with a time machine. That's true. And we are going to take that time machine and we are going to find some pirates. (laughs) Oh, well done. So sit back and relax and enjoy yourself because you know we're going to be. The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by Oompa Loompa Labor, an almost extinct indigenous people put to work in a factory and, and, and no, you know what? Uh-uh. No, I'm not doing this one. No, this, this is wrong. You're wrong, Wonka. You built your factory on slave labor and you know it. We don't need you. We don't need your sponsorship. You hear that? Hailming don't need you. We got Cindy Sensational Smells. Yeah, that, that's who's bringing Hailming to you today. Yeah, you know why? Because they're cruelty free. You're wrong, Wonka, and you know it. And, you know, loyal followers of Mongo like you. Hailming. And we're back. Congratulations, you made it through the first segment, and... We are ready to rock and roll and to take you back in time because back in time is where it's at because current in time is not. So prepare yourself for a trip in the time machine. And of course, the time machine is expensive. So in order to pay for the time machine and the time chicken and everything that comes along with it, we have to have sponsors. So um, Mark, uh, do we have a new sponsor this week? Yes, we do. Pro Golf Extreme. Any other game. And you're just playing with your balls. Nice. They'll get some proceeds this uh, holiday season. And speaking of the holiday season, if you haven't gone out and got a gift for that special someone, why don't you uh, think about Manly Fruit? 
They're making baskets this whole season. Manly fruit, you know, you sound off like you got a pear or an apple or an orange. And while you're out there celebrating the holidays and being with your family and thinking, wow, I love my family, but I don't want to add any new members to them, you can go out and get yourself some concrete birth control. The only prophylactics made of 100% asphalt. Their motto, where the rubber meets the road. And I think I'm not alone here when I say, ouch, that, that sounds unpleasant. But don't let that stop you from buying from them because anything you do for them comes back to us. And that's what we like. That's right. You don't have to use them. You just have to buy them. Very well said. Very well said. So, you know, without further ado, are you ready to get into the time machine, Mark? Oh, I'm still a little queasy from last time. All right. I'll take that as a yes. Let's go. (laughs) All right. You know, that looking so great, man. Why doesn't this buckle? Oh, it's just a little sticky. Just just hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Traveling through time is not like anything else. It's a lot more painful. I feel weird. (laughs) You look weird, Mark. Well, that was a ride, wasn't it? Oh, I feel funky. Hey, so what year are we in right now? That's a good question. I think it's uh, 1983. 83. That was a good year. It was a good year for a little movie that we're about to have a synopsis for right here. We're going to have a synopsis for our movie this week, Nate and Hayes. So here we go. What? You record, man? Why? Oh, yeah. Um, like, uh, Nate and Hayes, right? Yeah. 19, um, oh, wow, man. 83, right? Yeah. So check it out, right? It's like, kind of like a pirate movie. Uh, it's like set in, uh, the South Pacific and stuff at like, um, like a million years ago. Not, well, you know, pirates and ships and stuff. So not, not like a million or anything, right? But, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's from the East. So, you know, that's, that's really cool, right? Um, anyway, like, Nathan Hayes is, uh, um, why are you recording? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, the film tells the story of, uh, like a missionary guy, you know, like the dude that goes to these places and like wants to tell people like, you know, they're wrong and like his religion's the only one that's right. You know, like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Missionary dude. Right. Are you sure your mic's on? I, I, I can't hear you through the headphone things, you, you know? Oh, right. Right. Okay. So Nathan Hayes is, um, uh, right. So like, uh, Nate, uh, Nathaniel or, you know, whatever, if you're into that whole, like, formal thing, right? He gets taken to, like, an island mission, because he's, like, a missionary, right? And, uh, he's there with his fiance, uh, uh, you know, like, the lady he's gonna marry and stuff, or her name is, um, uh, Sophie? Right, right, and, uh, so they're on, like, this ship, and, uh, it's, like, its captain is by this guy named, like, Bully? Yeah, like, a dude that pigs on people, right? And, uh, uh, his last name is Hayes, that's where they get the name Nate and and Hayes, right? Uh, well, like, this Hayes dude, like, he's really into Sophie, right? Like, he he likes the smell of her candy, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And, uh, he's, like, um, he's all into her, too, right? And then, like, so Sophie, she, like, totally gets kidnapped by this guy. Like, major harsh buzz, you know? And, uh, uh the, the guy's, like, um, uh, he trades in, um, um, uh, people, right? Uh, you know, that that's 
that's not cool. That's that's bad stuff to do, right? Like he kidnaps people and like sells them to other people who like force them to work and won't pay them. Yeah, I know, right, dude? Well, anyway, um, that dude, uh, the the mean guy that kidnaps Sophie, he he goes off with her, cause he, you know, like he kidnaps her. So like, uh, this uh Nathaniel Nate dude, he gets together with Hayes, and that's where we get the Nate and Hayes, right? And they're gonna like totally find her, right? And um, well, the two men kind of they're both trying to get after Sophie and like if they were more enlightened you know they could probably like work out a, a a thruple you know like three people together right no no it could work out man you just gotta you gotta have big hearts you know hearts oh you're a useless cause are you sure your mic's on man i don't hear you like in the headphones idiot uh whatever listen uh nate and hayes is um you know it's kind of like this romantic comedy kind of thing but like it also has um uh some like cannibals and like sacrifice stuff uh there's like some brothel stuff where people are getting killed in it and uh like a, a gallows escape and everything and i mean like it's kind of cool you know it's worth checking out it's a 1980s film and all you know yeah no 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 yeah um right uh what were we doing all right that was uh quite the uh, telltale synopsis there it moved me i feel moved all right, so without, you know, moving any more in our pants, let's uh, let's think about what moved us with this movie. What is your first reason to check out Nate and Hayes, Mark? Well, the fact that it moved me in the pants is <laughs> <laughs> right up there. Well, you know. Okay, but outside of that, I'm going to have to say my first reason is the crew. In this movie, uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays Bully Hayes, a pirate, the whole pirate timeline is on its way out and he seems to be the last remnant trying to hold on to that time in history and he's got a crew that follows him wherever he goes and each member of this crew is its own unique individual Uh, you can spot each one of them out in a crowd they have characters like mr blake the uh the first officer who's very professional sailor uh fong the silent assassin from the far east peg leg who's got the baddest looking peg leg i've ever seen <laughs> and peg leg's the guy with the eye patch right uh that's right and the hook <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Ratbag, who's the scavenger of the ship and he looks like his name implies and not to mention there's a ninja the ninja <laughs> fong the ninja <laughs> He never says a word, and but you do not want to be on his bad side. Did you already mention the ninja? Did I miss that? Uh, I mentioned by name, but not by reputation. Not by profession. <laughs> yeah, well, my first reason to watch Nathan Hayes is that Tommy Lee Jones is not afraid to punch a whole bunch of women. Like, right at the very beginning. It's got kind of an Indiana Jones intro where they're you know going inland. They're making a, 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 a seedy deal with some uh, native peoples in a in a uh, South Pacific island and it goes afoul and, and he decides he's going to punch the queen and the queen's bodyguards and this whole Amazonian tribe uh, on his way out. Just, you know, uh, some of them aren't even in the way and he just, he veers out of his way to punch women in the face. Way to go, Tommy. He goes straight up big trouble in Little China when it comes to knocking around female prison guards. <laughs> so that was my, re- what's your next reason? Moaka. Uh, Moaka is a native character that uh, works with the missionaries on the island where 
Bully Hayes is delivering the other main character, Nathaniel, and his bride, Sophie, uh, to this island. Moaka. And Moaka is a cute, chubby native guy that works directly with the missionaries. So he's still very much of his native culture, but he's half Christian as well. He wears a blazer and a grass skirt and glasses. And he runs up to the uh, the missionaries and he calls them Big Man God and Mama Jesus Christ. Nice. Now my next reason to watch this movie is Dude's Chops. <laughs> that was on my list, but I knew you were going to take it, so I didn't want to touch it. There. Hey man, you got to have Dude's Chops, especially in a pirate movie. There's going to be some chops running around. These are the most epic mutton chops you have ever seen in your life. It's almost like the man has two heads. <laughs> Hey, you know, and for all we know that he, he does, because this is that kind of movie. It takes you on a ride, and you're not sure where you're going to end up. Yes, my next reason would be swashbuckling. Great uh, scene at the end where everybody gets into a sword fight. They've gone on their adventure. They found the damsel in distress, Sophie. Nate and Hayes have joined together to form this bond, and they're working together to stop the bad guys. Who, by the way, it, this is a time period where, as I stated, the old pirate ways are going out and the new modern technologies are coming in. So the, the bad guys fighting the pirates in this are actually the German military working for the Kaiser. So it's such an interesting time period to place the movie into. And, and location as well, because it takes place in the South Pacific. So we're talking about, you know, Australian uh, privateers, you know, like Tommy Lee Jones is so Australian. The movie actually has two titles, um, Nathan Hayes, and in Europe it was known as the Savage Islands, because they keep going through these Pacific islands. And I'll be honest, they do not have the most politically correct view of native peoples. <laughs> But they are making a fun adventure. At the end of this movie, they are boarding a steam-powered warship that has never been seen on the seas before, and they get into a big sword-fighting, swashbuckling duel. I mean, straight-up swashbuckling, hand behind the back while the other hand is dueling. Straight-up pirate movie goodness. So, I mean, that's where we end it. But on the way there, my next reason is... At the whorehouse, it goes from zero to killing in 10 seconds. There's a point where the characters move into a whorehouse, you know, and as in any, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, any pirate movie, you've got some whorehousing going on. It goes from everybody's cool to everybody's getting slaughtered in 10 seconds. It's amazing. That is a great moment there where you've been building the, the story up to this point and then the second they hit that bar, everything just goes crazy. From that point forward, you're just on a ride. My next reason after that is that Sophie, the lady love who is sought after by both of our main characters, both Nate and Hayes, she just gets prettier as the movie goes on. She does, yeah. As she gets more rugged, more disheveled, her inner beauty starts to glow. And in fact, when Nathaniel her betrothed in the movie starts out as a real stick in the mud and the longer the adventure goes on he becomes more active and more more adventuring you can tell the light in her eyes really picks up for him 
So it, it goes both ways as far as getting dirtier yet prettier. You heard it right here, Nathan Hayes. Dirty and going both ways. <laughs> so I also have, you know, just, just as an observation of the movie, it has great sets, it has great scenery, it has fantastic swashbuckling action with wagons full of gunpowder and barrels full of shrunken heads. It's got uh, encounters with natives, but I will just, just call that all down to ninjas have been saving Nate's butt since 83. The ninja is, for lack of a better term, he's a ninja. I have noticed in the 80s, and it's not really widely talked about, but everyone had gone to this, uh, what if a pirate fought a ninja thing. I have noticed in the 80s there was this time period where natives fought ninjas, like a lot. It, it happens in this movie, happened in Revenge of the Ninja, Storm Shadow and Spirit fought all the time on G.I. Joe. I'm not sure what was up with that, but something to look into. Yeah, I mean, I guess neither one of them are white, so they just got to fight each other. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not me talking. We're, I'm ta- this is I'm just I'm just paraphrasing from the movie industry of the 1980s. And so my next reason for watching this movie is the buccaneers that are in this movie, they're not there to fight you. They're out there to jump in your way and get dispatched. <laughs> yeah, you can find them under your bucking hat. <laughs> 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 no, that's got to be uh, right up there with my next reason to watch the movie is taking out the bad guys. When they find the ship of the bad guy, Ben Pease, in, I believe it was a Samoan harbor, they could just go up right up to him and attack, but they choose to play it smart and they spread out throughout the town and one by one, they start taking out the bad guys. They take out the crew, they take out the first mate, they take out Johnny Depp, they take out the guy with the squid on his face. Hail Ming. Okay, those guys weren't in it. But they should have been. And actually, I think we have a we have a sound clip from uh, from this this fight, don't we? I, I think so. This is right when uh, when they start talking about uh, how they're going to take out the bad guys, and and it sounds something like this. <coughs> that was awesome. Hail Ming. Yeah, I I think um, I think our sound clips from that are going to be on point. But you know, since we're talking about sound clips and sounds and skits and pirates, I think it's time for us to take a break and have some skits about Nathan Hayes or about whatever we feel like making skits about. City life got you down. Do you wish to get away from it all? And I do mean away from it all. Then come to the Isle of Penopi. The lush brown grass and equally brown beaches Enjoy the aroma of sulfur in the air as you take a dip in one of our many smoking streams. Dine on our local cuisine before our local cuisine dines on you. Not enough? Shop for severed heads of all sizes. Still not enough? Then enjoy a beautiful, authentic sacrifice to the gods by local savages every Wednesday. And every Wednesday, is ladies night 
not since Ja Rule's Luxury Island Concert have you had such an island experience. Panopi. A vacation you'll die for. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This week only in the Savage Islands. If you miss it, you better be dead. Or in jail. The ninja takes on ten men and a couple of women. Bully Hayes battles the German. Guten Tag. Savage Island Events is not responsible for the following. Loss of life, loss of property, loss of virginity, puppies and kittens, throat cancer, swamp bumping, seafaring battles, rust, snide comments, buried treasure, missionary slaughter, and human sacrifice. If you miss it, you don't know what's good for civilization. The following is an anti-bullying public service announcement. Hi there, I'm Ben Pease. And I'm here to tell you not to be a bully. Bullies are mean. Bullies are awful. Bullies are blackbirders who'll sell people on the black market. Bullies will shoot you in the testicles because that girl liked me better than she liked you, bully. And when I find you, bully, I'm gonna eat your heart. Bully! This one's for you! This has been an anti-bullying public service announcement. We now join Paul Harvey, already in progress. And as the ghostly train whistled its eerie noise, and the skull still floating in the air, the little boy in his pink tutu danced, danced, danced. And that boy's name? Mike Tyson. I'm Paul Harvey, with the rest of the story. Good day. Well, those were those were some fantastic skits. So back to the synopsis of the movie we're talking about, which is, of course, 1983's Nate and Hayes. Hey, hey, Hayes. And, you know, never before has the tale of the Australian privateer been told so eloquently, or at least in an Indiana Jones quasi-attempt to make money <laughs> we talked about this being like indiana jones king solomon's minds kind of uh adventure feel for sure oh definitely this was very heavily inspired by the adventure movies of the time uh indiana jones created a big craze for these movies and uh, they wanted to put uh interesting adventures and interesting time periods and i think this was a was a really good choice for one so my next reason to watch the movie, and I'm sure it's yours as well, is the bad guy, Pease. Oh, definitely. Uh, ben Pease is uh, an awesome bad guy. He's uh, got a lot of a lot of personality, and he's got a very strong motivation for not liking Bully Hayes, because the two of them used to be partners and work together, and in Bully Hayes' own words. They had a, uh, a falling out uh, over a woman. And so Bully reacted in the way that any gentleman would and shot him in the groin and removed his genitals. Right. And you know, then he fell uh, with his face on the concrete floor and the gasoline got all over it. And he, and he came back up and he was like, Ah! I'm two-faced now! Hail Ming! Okay, yeah, that was a different Tommy Lee Jones movie. I think that was a, uh, that was a uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, that's that's what that one was. Right. 
Uh, we actually did have an audio clip of, uh, of uh, Ben P. <laughs> Go ahead with that audio clip. It's Ben yeah, P's. Uh, ben P's getting shot in the groin. It sounded something like this. That's, that's, that's swell acting right there. That's for sure. All right, so... You know, moving on, you know, th- this this takes place in the South Pacific, and what would islands in the South Pacific and pirates and this kind of adventure movie be without some kind of an attempted cannibal sacrifice? And, you know, when you have uh, cannibals on the high sea, you know, you have all the trappings thereof. You have deals gone bad. You have, uh, you know, skulls and shrunken heads being used as currency, and that's what I'm here for. Pease has a whole barrel of shrunken heads that he's using to barter with this uh, this this king of these uh, yeah, savage natives, and uh, a barrel full of heads. That's a reason to watch the movie. My next reason would have to be drunk bonding. When you get down to it, this is a buddy movie where uh, instead of buddy cops, they're buddy pirates, and and most buddy movies. The two protagonists do not get along at first, and then they learn to like each other. And they do it this way by getting drunk and worrying about the woman that they're both in love with. And it's harder and harder to, you know, both be in love with her because, as I mentioned before, as the movie progresses, she gets more attractive. It gets to a point where both of them don't feel like they're good enough for her. So they keep saying, no, you should take her. No, no, you take her. No, she'd be good for you. No, you're young and have curly hair. You take her. <laughs> it's a fun scene. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we have a sound clip from that scene. Uh, actually, uh, uh, they get together and they're drinking and then uh, they get to talking and then it sounds something like this. That's when the vodka came into play there, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty rough. Hail Ming. I, I do have to say that the German count with the uh, with the eye patch. Yes, during the swashbuckling scene, and that's why I consider it swashbuckling, because they have form, they have style, they have a man with an eye patch, sword fighting. <laughs> yep, yep, he's a reason to check it out. I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to string these together because it is such a total package, and and the movie is very well paced. Uh, the action continues from beginning to end, and it's just, it's, it's kind of a period piece. It's kind of dirty where it needs to be dirty. I will say, in the beginning, it does run a bit slow as they're trying to develop people. And uh, so I feel some of the parts with Nathaniel could have been shortened. But once it gets moving, you just hang on because it keeps you going there. I think they tried to make up for the pacing slowness at the beginning by murdering a whole bunch of people. They do that a couple of times. It works, it really does. It's like, man, this movie is not moving very fast. Holy, and then you know, just all kinds of people just getting slaughtered wholesale. In fact, it sounded something like this. Yeah. Hail Ming. I'm not sure we even need a Hail Ming on that because I'm, I'm sure that scream is in there somewhere. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> all right, so I think we are moving into uh, the newest of our segments, or maybe one of the newer of our segments, and that's Epic Movie Moments.
it, it, it takes your heart right out of your chest. I love that. <laughs> All right, so the epic movie moment of Nate and Hayes is the island sacrifice. Definitely got to be the island sacrifice. They go to see the, the king of the island of Penape to uh, try to get their, the rights to have the German fleet use it as a harbor. They give him a bunch of shrunken heads and they say, he says it's not enough. So what else do they have to barter with except the life of Sophie? That's right. And Sophie is in a typical adventure movie form. She is tied to some kind of a sacrificial framework and she is going to be lowered or dropped into some kind of a flaming something. What kind of sacrifice would it be without a pit of fire? I, I can ask you right right there. Like, do you have a better way? Like maybe a vat of acid? I mean, look, look, look. look. I mean, think about Beastmaster. You know, Mayax knew what was up. Big pyramid with fire in it. Speaking of Beastmaster, just like in that movie, this movie has giant skull monsters. They're not really monsters. They're natives wearing giant dinosaur skull masks. How they even... I'm sorry, I got scared <laughs> from the dinosaur skull mask. It just just freaked me out to the point where I was going. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. The the skull masks of the sacrificial guards they're worth the price of admission, right there, buddy. A damsel in in distress, followed up by a last minute rescue. What more could you need? That's right. So, so just to review, you got a cannibal king uh, taking human sacrifice as a payment check. Big skull guards. You got cannibal islanders and their flame god sacrificial plinth. You got a very beautiful Sophie tied to a death contraption. <laughs> and you got a swashbuckling rescue. You got a crazy ninja running in in the middle of this, acting however. <laughs> acting all ninja-esque. Acting all ninja-esque. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of The Eliminators. Yeah. It had robots. It had cavemen. River rat. It had a river rat. Ninja. It had kung fu. Anyway, not to bring it to The Eliminators, which I just did, and I don't regret but it's an epic movie moment. I think it was in this moment that we had the one and only line of the ninja when he said it wasn't a good line <laughs> and it wasn't a good circumstance but he delivered it well Hail Ming. so moving back into the movie i mean we've got the epic uh sacrifice by the cannibals and we've got a bad guy and we've got a steamship and we've got all kinds of swashbuckling going on and it culminates with what is this movie missing? A gallows escape. That's true. So at the uh, end of the movie, 
which is actually the beginning of the movie as well. Right, right. Uh, they're getting ready to put Bully Hayes to death in a Spanish fort, getting ready to give his, uh, his last words, and the priest asks him if there's anything he wants to say, and he says, I don't have anything to say, Padre. And the priest says, actually, it's reverend, which is what he always referred to uh, Nate as. And when the preacher looks up, who is it under the hat? It's Nate. That's right, a harrowing escape from the gallows, as you would expect for such a swashbuckling story. And it ends with uh, one last point, one last joke, where the, the three of them get into a rowboat. Nate and Hayes, you know, zip line down to this dock. They jump in a boat with uh, Sophie waiting. Who rows them out to sea? It's the big, strong men. Let Sophie row them to safety. Yeah, they're, they're sitting there arguing, and while they're arguing, Sophie is rowing the boat to get them away. So it's a, it's a fun romp. It's a lighthearted pirate movie, and it has the interesting distinction of taking place in the South Pacific and being kind of Australian-based. They even start yelling at her to grow faster. <laughs> hey, well, she needed to. <laughs> I think we have a sound clip from that. I think so. Yeah. That's where she got the blister, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel her pain on that one. So I think we need to move into top five lines. Top five lines, top five lines, top five lines, yay! <laughs> top five lines. What you got, Mark? Okay, my first one, it's a long one, but it kind of sums up Actually, it perfectly sums up the character of Bully Hayes. He's about to be put to death. He's being interviewed about his life, and he describes himself as this. I never flew the skull and crossbones. That's for your fictioneers. But I have sought pleasure and profit all of my life at sea with no regards to any man's law. That's not to say without morals and standards. I have morals and standards. I never killed anybody who didn't have it coming. I never cheated an honest man, I never pillaged, and I never raped. And uh, as a counterpoint, I've got a line from Pease, who said, I wouldn't piss for 500 gold. <laughs> My next line is... Uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> My next line is um, also from Pease. He's talking with the, the German count who's trying to introduce him to the, the king of Panopi. And he calls him the Great White King. And the Count steps forward and states, uh, he's, he always uh, refers to the Kaiser as his, his lord. And he says, my emperor, and Ben says, you're the bloody emperor. He doesn't deal with second raiders. <laughs> right. And then he goes on to say, he wouldn't know a count from a bucket of... <laughs> but he does know a king. <laughs> My next line comes from Pegleg. In fact, it's Pegleg's only line in the movie. <laughs> where they're taking out the bad guys. He's just standing behind a building... One of them turns the corner, and there's Pegleg standing there with a the gun, and he says, Good boy. Boom! Sailor. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> I have one here from Bully Hayes as he's talking to the German count, who, as you can tell, is a kind of a, the butt of many jokes. And it goes, he says, Captain Hayes, this is Admiral, this is Count, whatever. <laughs> One from Ben Pease, where uh, he thinks he has killed Sophie, tries to take a necklace off of her, and she screams and runs away. And he says, you can't trust women, even when they're dead. I have a line from Hayes that says, if we do save her, Mr. Blake, I'll rely on you to save us. My next one comes from the wife of the missionary, who says to Moaka, Please do not refer to us as Big Man God and Mama Jesus Christ. You're putting your soul in jeopardy. (laughs) Very good and nice accent, might I say. And that's it for me in Top 5 Lines. So I think we need to give this thing a rating. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I absolutely think we do. And uh, I think I'm going to have to give it uh, 15 skull-faced guards. Nice. Let's see. I'm going to give it 20 skull peg legs. Skull peg legs. And uh, what do you give it there, Brian? Blessed? Brian Blessed? Shut up! Will you shut up? I don't know if he liked this one or not. I just think he's not a Tommy Lee Jones fan. Yeah. Can't really blame him. Shut up! (laughs) Will you shut up? Sorry, Brian. (laughs) All right. Well, now he's not a Us fan. So uh, now the ratings are in the can. It's time to move on to our final destination, and we'll be back in just a minute. So that's the idea, Chief. We take the same movie you loved as a kid, and we add a whole bunch of special effects and make it even better. What do you think? No. Alright, and here we have our new segment, Remake or No. So what do you say about Nathan Hayes, Mark? This one I had to debate over, but... Surprisingly, I think this is one that could benefit from a remake. If done right, uh, try to avoid any Johnny Depp kind of pirates, uh, have some fun. But it's something I think could be updated for modern audiences. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, Avoid Gina Davis. And uh, and, and I think it would also benefit from the fact that Tommy Lee Jones wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. So he wouldn't be coming back. And I think at this point, that's a benefit because Tommy Lee Jones is almost a detriment to your project now, if you want to have fun. Of course, I personally would kind of like to see him play the priest that gets shot with the giant mutton chops. I think that would work. Hey, I just think that mutton chops should be its own character. Like, maybe this should be called Nathan Hayes 2, Revenge of the Chops. <laughs> there, I can see that. So it looks like our vote for Remake or No goes to all right welcome back and we have one last thing to do before we uh we 
put this in the can and that's to finish this off. So I would like to, as always, thank uh, Legion Podcast for carrying us. I'd like to thank all of our listeners who make this show fun and possible. And although, you know, I, I, I was not as familiar with Nate and Hayes uh, when, when Mark brought it to me. I think it's something that you guys are always going to want to go check out because it's, it's definitely a, a missing jewel, if not a lost one. And that's what this show is about. It's about finding those, those lost treasures and bringing them to you. So uh, just make you aware of them so you can go out and find them yourself and have a good time watching them. Right. So I'd like to you know, send my thanks to my fellow podcasters, uh, to Court for coming up with the synopsis for this one and uh, for all of their support in all of our endeavors. For uh, Rick for coming up with so much of this show and handing it over. And, uh, of course, for all of you uh, continually listening, because there would be no show without people to send the show to, without listeners. And make sure to check out all the great shows on Legion Podcast. There's a lot of great talent out there. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun listening to them. So without anything else to say, I think it's time for me to sign off. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. And we'll catch you next time. Are you ready to sail the seven seas? Adventuring with buccaneers and fighting the servants of the Kaiser. Maybe the gallows await. Or if you're lucky, there's a fair lass who can steal your heart. Of course, you may just be eaten by cannibals. There you have it, everyone. Remember, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Till next time, be safe. Members of the audience will receive the following classic curves by Bittos, the pants for feel good company. A gift certificate from Maruchan Ramen Noodles. Rice-a-roni. All guests receive a copy of the Helming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Jeremy Finch and Jacob Kennedy. Helming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.
not the torture.